watch and pray. That's what Jesus Christ said to his disciples. Pay attention. Very interesting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hembry. I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We are taking you through the Bible today, the 26th chapter of Matthew. And this is a fascinating one. So make sure you get ready for that. Coming up shortly, Corey's off today, but Ryan, what's going on? Well, today my segment deals with an alleged contradiction between Matthew 27 and Acts 1. Now, one passage says that Judas died by hanging, but the other says it was from a fall. So which is it? Excellent. That's coming up in 25 minutes. What'd mm -hmm. you do? Today, it's called Take Time. All right. Very good. And Jim Canelon is our guest of honor today. Jim, you're going to talk to us later yeah, on. I will, if you, if you let me. <laughs> All right. So this is a good time to read the Bible and listen to what God is saying. So get your Bible out and let's open it up and see what God is telling us. Matthew 26, 36 through 46. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, Sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. He went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, What, could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again a second time he went away and prayed, saying, O my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going, see? My betrayer is at hand. Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 46. You know, Matthew chapter 26 is stunning, and it's really something as we focus today on what God did. You know, Jesus Christ was near the end of his ministry on earth. When he approached Gethsemane, a garden where they often gathered together, Jesus called his disciples to pray with him. Now, they must have been tired, but Jesus was insistent that they pray. And Matthew chapter 26 reveals the sorrow of Jesus who knew how close his death and suffering was. And Jesus did not need anything to interrupt his crucifixion. 
Now, can you imagine, can you imagine, think this through, praying for strength in this time, knowing exactly what you're facing emotionally and spiritually and needing God's strength to get through it? This is the first time and the only time in all of history, that is past, present, and future, that one person died to pay the cost for all the sin of the world once and for all. Well, the disciples, they failed to watch and pray with him there in the garden. In so many ways, you know, Jesus Christ was abandoned to his mission and his work of love and faithfulness. And that's really what we study today. Because when we understand that God did this for us, we realize we didn't help him. This was all part of the plan. Now, if you don't have your Bible guide, my question is always the same. Why not write or call them? I'll send it to you. Or you can go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. And when you go there, it'll take you to a page where you can give. Thank you so much for your donations. I very much appreciate them. And we all very much appreciate them here. They keep us alive. And it takes you to a page where the PDF file allows you to download it as it's printed. Very important. And so you can get a hold of yours. But today, prayer in the garden. What an, I'm telling you, this is an intense time in the life of Jesus. And a lot of people don't pay attention to this, but we're going to study these verses today and listen to the Lord on this watch and pray issue. Because a lot of people don't bother to pray today, but we're commanded to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray today that you would help us to hear you. Speak to us as we focus on the idea of prayer. Help us to learn that prayer is eternal. It's the one thing that we do here that motivates you in heaven. Help us to learn that our prayers sit in front of you on the altar. In Jesus' wonderful name, and we said together, amen and amen. Now, Amen means make it so. Now, listen carefully to the scripture, because as we go along in the chapter, we're going to pick it up in verse 36. And this is the watch and pray element. Watch this now. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. And then Jesus said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. So stay here. Watch with me. Well, he went a little further and fell on his face and he prayed saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Well, then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Wow. The disciples had failed to watch and pray with Jesus. Christ had no assistance in his death and his suffering for us. No assistance. This is important because today we have the Holy Spirit. We've come to know Jesus Christ if we have invited him into our life as Lord. His spirit resides inside of us, beloved. And if his spirit resides inside of us, we yield to his Holy Spirit and his spirit helps us. We have to remember the flesh is weak, but the spirit is strong. 
the Holy Spirit is strong, overcoming the flesh. Well, let's learn more from the scripture in verse 41. Watch this. I think you'll find this to be amazing. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. Now, most people don't see that part. Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, that brings me to this point. The flesh overwhelms our spirit as humans. But when we come to Jesus Christ, he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us grow stronger. Beloved, listen carefully. The Spirit of God inside of us, that's what gives us the strength to, to live the way we should. Not our own spirits. It's not us. It's Christ in us. Do you understand that? We don't need self-esteem. We need Christ-esteem. I often say that and people think I'm being backward, but I'm not. I'm telling the truth, beloved. We have to keep that in mind. So Jesus said to them, watch and pray with me. Do you understand that this, the flesh is weak? Most of us don't, but we pray because we have to stay away from temptation. Yield to the Holy Spirit today. Now let's go and find out more from the scripture in verse 42. It says again a second time. He went away and prayed saying, oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, your will be done. Your will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. So he left them and he went away again and prayed a third time, saying the same words. And then he came to his disciples and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hand of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. This, this is a stunning passage to think about. Jesus announced that his betrayer was at hand. The Lord knew what was coming. He understood that. This was the beginning of a worldwide change for our souls. Now, when I talk about worldwide change, I'm talking about a radical shift. I believe personally that Jesus did more in the afterlife for us when he died and then when he rose again, because the Bible says in Matthew chapter 27 that the graves of the righteous people broke open and they their spirits came out and they went and visited people in the city and they went to heaven. Now, I, I have no idea what in the world that's about. But let me just say that the Lord has done all of this work so that you and I, if we invited Jesus Christ into our heart, will be saved. And if you didn't, I encourage you to do so. Pray with me right now. Just say, Lord, I need you. Forgive me of my sin. I believe you died on the cross, as the pastor says, and you rose again. Help me to follow you. Become the Lord of my life. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, God will do something in your life that will be unparalleled. If you meant it, the Lord will change you. 
this character of King Saul, this historical figure. Now, I think it's probably fair to say that most of us, when we think of King Saul, we think of the bad guy foil to King David. But an entire book of the Bible is also dedicated to mostly his reign. Of course, that's 1 Samuel. So I'm really excited to jump into it today and see what we can learn about Saul. Well, I call this report today CSI Judas Iscariot because we're going to be attempting to reconstruct the events of his tragic death. And the reason there's confusion over this is because the Bible seems to give two contradictory accounts of his death. In chapter 27 of Matthew's Gospel, we read that Judas Iscariot died by hanging, but Acts 1 records that he fell and burst open. Well, the question is, how can these two different accounts possibly be reconciled? Well, let's study. Critics claim that the Bible contains many inconsistencies and errors, and therefore could not possibly be the Word of God. And despite the fact that no accusation made against the Bible has ever proven true in a court of law, the attacks from skeptics still persist. For example, critics ask if Judas Iscariot died by hanging, as Matthew 27 says, or by falling and bursting open, as Acts 1 records. In Matthew 27:5, we read, then Judas threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed, and went and hanged himself. However, Acts 1.18 records, Now this man, Judas, purchased a field with the wages of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle and all his entrails gushed out. As with any other apparent Bible contradiction, with some investigation, all becomes clear. Indeed, an associate of Bible apologist Josh McDowell was so perplexed by this apparent contradiction that he reasoned that the two accounts could only be reconciled if Judas hung himself off the side of a cliff and the rope gave way and he fell into a field below. A few years later, he visited the Holy Land and discovered that the traditional site of Judas' death happens to be a field at the bottom of a cliff outside Jerusalem. Upon investigation, the scene begins to come together. The only question that remains is if it was the hanging that killed Judas or the fall. Dr. Georgia Purdom helps establish the time of death. She notes that even when people suffer bad falls, they do not usually burst open and have their internal organs spill out. Thus, it is unlikely that Judas could die in this manner merely from falling. Therefore, she believes that Judas died from the hanging and that his body hung there in the hot sun and started to decompose. Then when his body hit the ground, due to the branch he hung on or the rope itself breaking, the skin easily broke and he burst open. It is clear to see that these two Bible passages are obviously not in conflict, but rather are complementary and provide greater clarity about this event. So it's easy to see that with a little bit of investigation, everything becomes clear and that there is no contradiction. Matthew and Luke, who penned Acts, help us grasp a full picture of what transpired. Matthew records what actually killed Judas, which was the hanging, while Luke, who is a doctor, gives us a more graphic description of what happened following the hanging. It's really a gruesome scene, but it's important for us to see that there's absolutely no contradiction surrounding this event. It's very interesting, Ryan. These pieces are fascinating, and uh, thank you for presenting that. Janice? Yes, well, today uh, we are talking about take 
time. And this is in Matthew chapter 26. The verses that we focused on in the teaching today was 36 through 46. And this is Jesus with his disciples praying in the garden as he is waiting for his betrayer to show up. And we understand that he took his disciples to Gethsemane, which was a a, an area that they went to quite frequently. This is how his betrayer Judas knew where he would be. And uh, Jesus asks Peter, James, and John to, to follow in with him a little bit deeper into the garden to watch and pray with him. And as we read through these verses, we see how that the, the failure of the three disciples that were with Jesus to actually do what Jesus had asked uh, happened to them. They kept falling asleep. And you know, oftentimes that's what we do. You know, Jesus asks us to pray, to watch and pray. I think of our brothers and sisters around the world, and we are to think about them in the same way that we think about ourselves. And oftentimes we focus in on our needs, um, on our wants, on the way we're feeling in that moment, instead of watching and praying looking for these things that Jesus has told us about. We need to follow him and follow his example. In this time, this deep and distressing time that Jesus was facing, he knew exactly what was going to come about. And he was talking with his father and saying, if there's any way that I can avoid this, but your will be done, Father. And so I think, I mean, we just need to, as followers of Jesus Christ, I'm speaking to those of you who have invited Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. You are a follower of him. We need to follow his example. And in this time, we see how the humanness in Peter, James, and John, in each one of us, sometimes we're, we're not diligent to watch and to pray. We get distracted. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of things in this world that we can be distracted by, isn't there? And so I just, as a reminder to all of us today, that we need to be watchful. We need to be prayerful. We need to follow the example of Jesus and watch and pray. This is not the time to sleep and rest. This is the time to be busy in our Father's work. And that's in serving the Lord. And that's loving Him, seeking Him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving others as ourselves. That was just my little reminder yeah, for today. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think it's important to remember that because uh, as we go through the scripture, we go so fast, but we need to focus. We now. need to focus. And uh, yeah, one of the people to help us focus is Jim Cantillon. <laughs> he is here. He does a program, a weekly program, which is great. Jim Cantillon today. And Jim, yesterday we talked about Matthew 24. Uh, today we're talking about Matthew 26. What do you think about this? First of all, I'm really impressed with how fast you guys go. I mean, <laughs> if anybody watches Jim Cantlin today, you know it takes me a year and a half to get through, <laughs> through Matthew. So I'm a slow coach. You guys are a Porsche. I'm a Volkswagen. <laughs> but having, having said that, at least we're getting somewhere. Um, I, I wanted to comment on a, on a few things. You know, as you guys know, for seven years I pastored in Jerusalem, raised my family there established King of Kings Church, which is a vital church in Jerusalem today. Um, but I, you know, I, I lived there and I I know it so well. And I, I got to know the history and the culture. And uh, as you know, I've written a commentary on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Acts called Canada's Casual Commentary. We'll have that on the next program. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was a, that was a plug. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I just wanted to comment on a couple of things. I, when you were talking about... Um, 
being alert and watching mm -hmm. Janice. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would say, well, well, hello, you know, Paul thought that Jesus was coming back in his lifetime. Every, every generation of Christians have thought that Jesus is coming back in their lifetime. So, I mean, hello, is, is, shouldn't we just kind of back off this a little bit? It's good to remember what Peter said. He said, a thousand days is like, um, a, 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 day, a day is like a thousand years in God's mm -hmm. sight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, which is a kind of a way of looking at, if you will, economies of scale in terms of heaven's view of time. A day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. What is that? Well, that suggests that we're in day three right now since Jesus ascended to heaven. Uh, we can expect him to come in another day or two, if not sooner. I mean, if you look at it in those terms. Yes. And, and and what this what this did, of course, with Paul as he was writing to the various... Uh, churches in Asia Minor, it gave a sense of urgency to uh, to his message. You know, the Lord is coming soon, and he believed it would be in his lifetime, and why shouldn't we believe the same? That's and true. for the critic who says, well, hello, I say, no, we're only in day three, hmm. you know? Hmm. And, and I, it's perfectly legit for me to preach and to expect that Jesus is coming soon. Yes. Um, my whole, you know, church background was predicated on the soon return of Christ. So that's a good thing to remember. The other thing I wanted to comment on, when you go through the various uh, signs of, or, or warnings that Jesus gives about the end of days, um, you know, earthquakes, wars, you know, pestilence, you know, all, all those things in Matthew 24, he makes the point there, and he also does in Mark 13, that the real critical point is the gospel being preached to all the nations. Until that happens, you know, uh, we're not going to see the Lord's return. But what's interesting about our world right now is that if ever there's been a time in the history of the church that the gospel has the potential to reach all the nations, it is now. I mean, who knows how many are watching in various countries right now Bible Discovery TV? I mean, as you know, Rod, there, you guys are all over the world. And, and when I'm out in Africa and in India, I'm going through rural areas. It's fascinating to me. I mean, some of the most impoverished areas, and it seems like everybody's got a cell phone. You know, and, and cell phones mean access. Cell phones mean they can hear the gospel. Cell phones mean that uh, God, the Holy Spirit, can reach through to them through the, you know, online preachers and, and teachers who are who are available to them. So we are living very close to the end, in my view, because pretty much the whole world, if they has, haven't done it already, they very soon will have heard about it. So that's a good thing to keep in mind. I think it's important because... Uh, and today there's a lot of changes and a lot of things happening. But I, I, the accessibility of the information is critical. Uh, Africa is far ahead of us in yeah. terms of cell phones. Oh, yeah. uh, there's no question about it. You know, the SwanSat system and all of the place, systems in place, we're on in Africa. Hello if you're watching from Africa. Uh, and I, we're on five times a day throughout the day. Yeah. And I think that it's important to remember that we're also on in Europe and we're on in Asia. Mm -hmm. And this is really striking to me. We're on Australia on the satellite. And so we're pretty much everywhere. And so the question is, will the people be able to pay attention to the gospel, to the, to the good news of Jesus Christ? And my, I'm just talking from my point of view, from the point of view, because we're just one program. A small program, yeah. but there's other programs that teach the gospel. Yeah. You know, David Jeremiah, CBN yeah. is yeah. all over the place, yeah. and and the question is, will they pay attention? And that's what we need to pray that yeah. they listen. The thing is, 
Jesus said, nobody comes except the Father draw him. Exactly. Okay. So anyone who's come to faith has come to faith through a supernatural intervention. Okay. Some are very dramatic, others not so dramatic. Some people, they, they say when I was three years old, I had a, a, a sense of being drawn to the Lord. You know, um, The point is that our job is not to save anybody. Our job is to get the word out. Mm -hmm. It is God the Holy Spirit who will draw people to himself, and it is Jesus through his shed blood who will save people from their sin. We're not saviors. He's the savior. And, and that kind of takes a lot of the stress off, you know. Um, the Lord hasn't called us to save the world. He just called us to proclaim the good news. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And to be a light shining yeah. for him, yeah. like an ambassador would do in, in you know. In yeah, absolutely. And we've all had enough experience with darkness to know that all you need is a, is a match or a candle. Exactly. So you exactly. Need, yeah. I, I really uh, want to stress to the individuals and the people, we'll get the book uh, on the next program, but uh, Jim Canalon Today is the program that you need to watch for. It's on several stations. We're getting it on several other stations, and it's on the internet, and the Roku channel is up by now. This is late September, so the Roku channel is up and running right now. So look up Jim Cantillon uh, on the uh, Roku channel, and you can find it. Uh, and your program takes them through the Bible. You've been through the Gospels. You've been through Acts. Yeah. Now where are you? Well, no, I, 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 I'm not through the Gospels. Oh, you're not through I'm, the Gospels? I'm through Matthew, Mark, Luke, Acts. Acts is volume two of Luke. Okay. So, so I, I, it, counts, it counts to me as a Gospel. And when I finish Acts, Ryan's pr uh, producing and uh, directing, probably within about another couple months. I would say so. Then we start uh, John. <laughs> and and, 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 and Ka Kathy, my wife, said to me, so what are you going to do when you get to the other job? I said, I'm going to start all over again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, You've got to keep going. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're here to talk about Jesus. And you, you read through the Bible once? No, no, no. Mm. We're going to read through it again and again and again and again until the Lord puts me off into a retirement home somewhere. Well, it's like, this, is, this yeah. is exactly why he's like my brother. And this is exactly <laughs> why. Because he believes, understands the Bible is meant for us. And Absolutely. That's, that that definition is so so important. Yeah. Sorry, Ryan, go ahead. No, I just you always talk about how you feel like uh, you're just starting yeah. out, and and I love that because <laughs> I mean you're never you're never too old. You're yeah, well, I, I'm 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 very expert at denial. <laughs> I, every, every morning when I look in the mirror, I'm shocked. <laughs> who, who is that guy? That's not Jim. That's, you're you're waiting that? to see the new body and, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I got you. And because Corey is away on maternity leave, you can welcome Jim. You're here yeah. for the next five programs, yeah. and we're so delighted yeah. that you can be with us. Pleasure. All right. So we'll, let's carry on, and we're going to pray, and we'll see you again on the next program. Today, as we conclude the program, I would remind you of the 3.30 time, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, when we have a prayer meeting on Facebook, YouTube, and Bible Discovery TV. But today, let's pray this way. Join me 
And as we pray, let's consider what God says. Lord, may we understand your Holy Spirit has come upon us to fill us and to help us live as we should. Help us today, Lord. Amen.